0: Good afternoon. Today is Monday, August 24th, 2020. It is 2.01 p.m. and 109 degrees Fahrenheit according to my CARS instrument panel. I am just now backing out of 7-Eleven. I had to come and get a massive Pepsi fountain drink because, you know, I love Pepsi and I do buy the liters of it, but come on, you guys know. There's really nothing quite as delicious as a fountain drink. For some reason, they just always taste better. I don't know why, but that's just a fact and we all know it. All right, so anyway, let me see if I can navigate through this gas parking area, gas fill up place. and move on. I have to work today. And so this is going to be short because I'm pretty close to home. I'm just on my way after running some errands. I went to try to find a Yamaha Motif ES8 because that is what I saw Eldebarge playing. And yes, <laughs> you know that I certainly am, <coughs> pardon me, invoking and or summoning the power of Eldebarge. And this is what this little mini podcast is going to be about. On my way back, I went to two places. I went to Guitar City. They didn't have a Yamaha ES8 or or any, actually, they didn't have any Yamaha synthesizers. I was kind of surprised, but maybe I shouldn't have been. And then I stopped by Family Music, which is where I bought my Yamaha drum kit and my Roland digital piano, and they were closed because they're closed on Monday, even though the big neon sign is lit, the, the sign that reads open okay so I'm like what the fu-? but I was over there by Marie Callender's and any opportunity to get Marie Callender's potato cheese soup I will take so I got the lunch combo they're really delicious I got like a chicken club and the soup so I'm looking forward to that and of course I need a drink right of course you need a drink so as I was making my way home I decided to stop at a Chevron went in and um as I well before I went in I noticed there's a man laying there on the cement sleeping and I thought I wonder if he's waiting for someone I'm not really sure but then I thought no he's asleep if he was waiting for somebody he'd be sitting up playing on his phone looking at every car that drives up and he's not so now my car is reading 111 degrees anyway I went in I was going to get him some water anyway um but I wanted a Pepsi I wanted a big ass Pepsi and big ass is appropriate because of the amount of sugar. You, If you don't have a big ass, you will after you drink a few of these, let me tell you. And especially if you're diabetic. I mean, I must really be a rocket scientist. Okay, whatever. They did not have Pepsi. They only had those horrible Coke machines that will give you 87,000 different kinds of Coke brand beverages, including Minute Maid and all that shit, but I wanted Pepsi. I hate Coke, hate it, I hate it. I will drink it in a restaurant it will be okay but I really don't prefer it so I decided not to get my fountain drink but I did purchase the water and I brought it out and um, I feel bad about waking the guy up but I did I just said excuse me and first he didn't really wake because I think he probably thought oh here's somebody to fuck with me and tell me to move get out of here you can't loiter but instead I just said I thought you could use some cold water and he said thank you a couple of times so I was walking away he woke up immediately and opened one of them immediately and started chugging them I got him two just because you know they're two for three bucks and I'm like one bottle is will be gone let me give him another bottle so he can keep it whatever you know just two bottles isn't much and um, then I just stopped I just found a 7-eleven and I did get my massive Pepsi so it's sitting here I haven't cracked the straw open yet haven't taken a sip of it I will as soon as I get home but I just thought you know it's such a small thing to do and I don't think that that you should necessarily announce to people when you do a quote-unquote good deed or when you show compassion or whatever for your fellow human being I mean the reward is not in telling people the reward is in doing that and knowing that you did something, I don't know who this person is. And maybe nobody loves him, but he is still a human being. Maybe, maybe somebody does love him. And I thought about this, you know, <laughs> El de barge. What if that was El Debarge? You know, he was homeless at different times. He was addicted to crack and heroin and living on the street. What if that was him? What if you didn't know? who it was. And I don't know who this man was. What if that was your brother? You know, I know for sure my brother Stephen has at times been maybe not living on the street. I don't want to say that because it's kind of unbearable, but I know that he has been on the street, whatever that means, wandering around. And there were times when we didn't know where he was and he wasn't sleeping in anybody's house that we knew. I would want somebody to be kind to him. You don't have to like him. You don't have to take him into your home. You don't have to trust him. You don't have to forgive him. You can be angry and hateful and judgmental all you want, but he's still a human being. And it's still 8,000 degrees outside, also known as 112 Fahrenheit now, according to my DASH panel here. And a human being needs water to survive. I didn't give him any money. I didn't have any. I don't... not carrying any cash on me right now I don't think but I can swipe my debit card and I can afford three dollars for a couple of bottles of water for a human being that is out here and when he opened his eyes you know his eyes were kind of bloodshot and teary probably because he was in a dead sleep and you know it this heat is so oppressive all you want to do is sleep Uh, I can't tell if there's humidity to it today I spent most of it in my car. I haven't noticed humidity, but it has, we have had some of that. It's just really, really unpleasant, humid or not. And people try to say, oh, it's a dry heat. So it's, you know, a lot more tolerable. Actually, no. When I lived in Louisiana, where it was 95% humidity and 2000 degrees outside, actually it made the air conditioner that much cooler. Sometimes painfully cold. Actually, you'd wake up and your sheets felt like ice because of the humidity and the cold air is really, you know, conducts that, well, the the humidity conducts the cold air. Anyway, so I just, I was thinking about that, you know, what if you stopped, I don't know where Eldebarge is right now, he might be at another Seven Eleven somewhere, another Chevron laying out there somewhere, feeling alone, like nobody cares about him because of his drug problem and people aren't going to forgive him and they're not going to care what happens to him because he's ruined his life or whatever it is that he would tell himself or or anybody in that situation would tell themselves I don't know but you don't have to be Elde Barge, and you don't have to be my brother for me to care about you as a person and again you know I didn't give him any money and it wasn't like I was saying hey jump in my car and let me take you home and you can take a nap in my bed and you can use my shower and I'll make you some dinner and get you all straightened out. We'll reform you. He might not need to be reformed. He might just be down on his luck. That's the thing. You don't know what caused somebody to be where they are. Did he lose his job? Was he laid off? I don't know. Is he mentally ill? I don't know. Does he have a drug problem? I mean, nobody knows. You don't know unless you talk to the person. And that's fine too, but you don't have to even do that. You don't need to know what the reason is. When you know that somebody is in trouble, and obviously if somebody is laying on the hot pavement on a day like today, or any day, you know what, it doesn't have to be 10,000 degrees outside. I've felt my heart bleed for people who are out there in the rain, and been so thankful to come home to a warm, cozy house where I could snuggle under my blankets and heat up some warm clam chowder. Or whatever you know and make some grilled cheese and dip it into some tomato soup whatever I want to do I can do that and I don't judge because I don't know what happened to that person I know that they're suffering though nobody's gonna ever tell me that that is a lifestyle that somebody would prefer to having their own home being in the shade being able to go to your fridge and get ice water or a, a beautiful cold Pepsi that you know like I like or whatever cold pizza cold fried chicken you've got a fridge that you can fill with food you eat your uh, fruity pebbles I ate fruity pebbles last night right before bed after eating some cottage cheese yeah what a mix right what a weird combo I did not mix them together I ate the fruity pebbles with milk calm down but I have cold milk in my fridge and I have cheese in my fridge and I can get in my beautiful vehicle and drive and go wherever I want and I have a bank account and I have access to money because I also have a job I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for these things. And this man, I'm not going to make any assumptions about his life other than the fact that he's laying on the pavement outside right now. And it's very hot. And I feel that if he had anywhere else to go, he would be there. He wouldn't be laying on the pavement. Because you know that aside from the heat, just from the disgusting heat, the weather heat, you know, cars and their stinky exhaust and there's noisy people. And you know that you're going to get you know, the, the just derision of other people judging you and looking at you and thinking things as they drive up and, you know, they're making whatever judgment on you, you know, I mean, I, whether they say anything to him or not, I don't know, but also that's the other thing, you know, you're going to get hustled along. Hey, you can't stay here. You can't loiter. Well, where's he going to go? He's a human being. He's got to be somewhere. So like I said, not making any judgment, but I just think he would be somewhere else if he had somewhere else to be. Nobody would choose that as their option. Oh yeah, you know, I've got this gorgeous apartment that's nice and air conditioned. I can take off my clothes and take a cold shower and then stand in front of my fan, sit in a comfortable plush chair. I have my beautiful lazy boy and I can just recline, fire up the YouTube or Hulu, whatever it is I want, Netflix. No, I think I'd rather go lay down in front of Chevron and just lay outside in the heat. That seems like a lot more fun. You know, come on. So you don't know who that, I don't know who he is. But I would want somebody to care about my brother or my sister. I would want somebody to care about El DeBarge. You don't know who that person is or who they may, you know, here's the other thing. That might be your guardian angel. That might be an angel. None of us know. Some of us think we know. I know that I don't know. But I love to think about the possibilities of that. I love, sometime I'll tell you about an episode I watched of Unsolved Mysteries. Actually, I'll just tell you now and then I got to dash because it's 2.13. I'm looking at my apartment right now, but I'm in my parking, parking space and I got to get in there. So there was this episode of Unsolved Mysteries, and this little young woman, well, she was older now, telling the story about when she was a little young single mother with two little boys. She had moved into this apartment building, and Thanksgiving time was approaching, and all she had was hot dogs. She only had two hot dogs left, and she just felt so terrible. She was heartbroken. She didn't know how she was going to feed her children for Thanksgiving, but she said she made the best of it. She made the hot dogs, and Packed them up in a picnic and took the kids to the park and they had a great day. And she said, when she came home, I'm sorry. I'm kind of laughing because I can't believe I'm crying. But she said she came home. And this little old lady opened the door, a neighbor, as you know, as she was in the hallway with her two little boys, and this little old lady said. I have made this huge feast and it's just me, would you like to come in and have Thanksgiving dinner with me? And so she and her little boys went in and before they left the woman packed them some Tupperware containers full of food and sent her on her way. She said a few days later she went to return the Tupperware and to say thank you and the apartment was vacant but the door was open so she went in and the super the manager of the apartment complex was in there. And she said, oh, what happened to the little old lady that lived here? And he said, nobody's lived here for two years. Nobody's lived here. And she said, yes, there was an old lady here. No, no, not in this apartment. And she said, well, okay. You know, she's thinking maybe I have the wrong apartment, although I know I don't. And she asked, okay, well, where does the little old lady live? He said, no, these are all families. These are all families and young working couples. There's nobody here that matches that description by far you know, and, and you you think about things like that. And I'm sure that I've seen TV shows, and I've probably been told stories over the years about angels appearing in mortal form. And we don't know, I do believe in angels, actually, I really do. Even though I do not believe in God, I believe in the universe. And I believe anything is possible. I believe in spirits. Absolutely. Sometime I will do a podcast about things I have seen, even though you're going to think I'm even more about shit than you already do. I'm not. I promise I'm not. But I always think about that. You don't know who that person is. And whether they're a guardian angel or not, be kind. Because they don't need to be a guardian angel. It's still a human being or it's somebody in human form. And humans need things like water and food and shelter and care and compassion, comfort from other people. But what if it is your guardian angel? What if it's your long lost grandma or what if it's your brother? What if it's your dad or your mom who is just here to check on you? They just want to look in they don't want to disturb they don't want to shock you and they know that if they appeared as who they actually are, you would be so overcome with emotion that you wouldn't necessarily be able to cope with it. They don't want to interrupt your life. They just want to they just want to look in on you and maybe they just want to see if they taught you well. So they appear as a stranger to you. And how would you feel? How would I feel? if there was a stranger that I could do something kind for and I just turned the other cheek and walked away. And that was my brother, or my brother who died Spencer, or my dad, or Michael Jackson. (laughs) I love and adore him. How devastated would I be if after I died and went to heaven or wherever, and found out, okay, I came to visit you. I was with you all these times. and. I just, I was there and you walked away, (laughs) you know, I know, okay, I know I'm getting a little bit out there, but here's the other thing. How many great success stories have we heard about, you know, the first one that came to mind crazily is Madonna. I don't use her as an example ever, but I'm going to use her as one this time. She was homeless and living on the street for a while and a lot of people who, who have gone on and struggled and made it. You know, a lot of people have been in prison and come out and straightened themselves out and found tremendous success in the entertainment industry. <laughs> you know, what if this person just needed a little bit of help right now? And what if you're the one who reached out your hand to them? I mean, isn't that worth it to you? And you know what if they're just a human being who's never gonna do anything tremendous? Who isn't a guardian angel in disguise? Who's not your long lost father, or your mother, or your grandma, somebody who passed away? It's just a person. Just a just a person, just an average person, but a living being. What if that's all they are? Are they not still deserving? Can you not condescend to care? I'm going to tell you this last thing and then I really do have to go because it's 2.18. Schindler's List, if you haven't seen it, you really must. I've seen it many times and it's absolutely brilliant, of course. There's a scene where Schindler is talking to, I forget the guy's name, but he's played by Rafe Fiennes and his first name is Ammon. And... He's complaining bitterly about the Jewish servants that he has, and he's talking to Schindler, and I don't recall the specific set of circumstances, but I think that there's one of the slaves, a little young boy, who was trying to clean his bathtub and can't get the stains out of the bathtub, and so he's talking to Schindler about he's going to kill this kid, and Schindler talks about how that's not the greatest demonstration of your might and your power and he tells a story about an emperor a thief within this kingdom gets caught stealing and he gets taken before the emperor or the king or whatever the you know the ruler is that he's talking about and he knows you know he's dead he's a dead man because that is the penalty for for um stealing is death but he's brought before the emperor and the emperor says i pardon you and he lets him go. That is the sh- that is the true demonstration. You know, killing somebody who deserves it, punishing somebody for what they did when they really have it coming, that's easy to do. You would expect it. They know it's coming. They know what they did. It's totally their fault, and you're justified, you know, according to that, whatever. You're justified to punish them and do whatever you need to do to them. But that, that takes nothing for you to do. That takes nothing for you to do. What really demonstrates your might and your power is to pardon that person. And even though it's not quite the same thing, it, it kind of is. It's, it's so easy to just look at somebody on the street and make a judgment about them knowing nothing about them. Oh, this person's a crackhead or whatever. They deserve it. They're lazy. How come they're not working? They should be working. I'm not going to give them any money. I'm not going to care what happens to them. I have a job. They can go get a job. You don't know anything about what that person is going through. You don't know anything. But you could. You could feel. You could. And condescend was a good word. You could be very condescending toward them. And you could think, you know what? No. I work hard for my money. And I'm not going to just give it to some lowlife who wants to just lay around and do nothing. He's probably just going to go hit a crack pipe. I mean, you know, you could say whatever you want to say and people do say those things. And that would be easy and maybe you would be justified, although we shouldn't judge. But isn't it easier, isn't it, well not easier, isn't it better, more fulfilling to you as a person to not look at somebody like that and to understand no matter what this person did or how they got themselves into this circumstance, I still know that it's a human being. And it doesn't hurt me at all. It it hurts you. It it doesn't hurt you at all to pardon someone. That may be more difficult, actually, to let go of something when somebody has harmed you. I, I deal with that. I work on that. That's hard for me. I struggle. So again, it's not the same thing. But anyway, I, I think that's such a huge lesson. And I think about it all the time. And lastly, of course, I'm thinking of Man in the Mirror. Man in the Mirror, you know, Michael sings about a broken bottle top you know, um, the wind is blowing my mind. I see the kids in the street, with not enough to eat. Who am I to be blind pretending not to see their need? And he talks about it's cold. You know, somebody doesn't have a winter coat, whatever. It doesn't have to be cold. It's the dead heat of summer. The, the message is the same. Anyway. Okay. I'm not trying to be preachy here. I am being super preachy. Sorry. I just wanted to mention that because that was just something that happened. And You know, what's that saying there, but for the grace of God, go I. And if you don't know what that means there, but for the grace of God, go I. So that's what you're saying is that could be me if it wasn't for the grace of God, that would be me. We don't know what's going to happen to us from day to day. Maybe you're a millionaire trust fund baby and you were born with a silver spoon crammed up your ass and you never have to worry about money ever in your life. But even people who think that sometimes fall on hard times and lose their money. You never know. So be kind because you'd want somebody to be kind to you. You'd want somebody to be kind to your brother, your dad, your grandma, Barge, Michael Jackson, Prince, anybody name a famous person that you love who has died. Wouldn't you want to be kind to that person if they came back to in spirit form and you just didn't know? Okay, there's your little daydream for the day and your preachy, super self-righteous, holier-than-thou, preachy-preach from me. Okay, I'm cutting this one short because I got to go to work. It's 2.23. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm literally, I don't know, 50 yards from my apartment. I got to go. <laughs> Bye.